Hi everyone, this is Caitlin Rose Kenny, the creator of Yoga Sesh Podcast, and I am happy you are tuning in to this practice, Yin Yoga Clarifying Practice. This is a recording of one of my live virtual classes that I've been offering for the past few months, and um, I just want to say I would absolutely love for you to connect if you can during one of these live virtual classes. If you don't already follow me on Instagram or know my website, please check me out in those ways and you'll get all the information you need to take a live virtual class with me. It's all over Zoom and um, it would just really bring a lot of joy to my system to know the humans that are on the other side of this podcast. So whether it's tuning into one of my live virtual classes or just dropping me a note, um, I have been finding that in this time of social distancing where I am not teaching at the studios um, in a public setting, that um, I'm really missing that human-to-human contact. And whenever I do get a note from somebody who is using my podcast or sometimes it happens back when we were allowed to socialize, um, I would just end up in a funny situation and someone would be like, oh my God, I practice your podcast. And uh, I just can't describe how much joy that brings to my heart because um, it, 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 especially in the beginning, just felt like this, this offering I was just putting out into the world and I never knew if it would be received or who it would be received by. Um, so if you can you know, put the humanity um, into this and drop me a note, I would be so grateful. Okay, uh, a couple things about this practice, clarifying practice that you're about to do. Um, I am guiding people virtually in it. So you might hear my language kind of referring um, to those people that were practicing with me in the moment. And then I also had my dear friend Lior being the model for this virtual class. So I mentioned Lior and um, how she's demonstrating a couple of times. Of course, you can do this practice all on the podcast, just the audio. But if you're interested in having the video, um, I'm going to post it on Vimeo. And you can find the link for that both on my website and in the description for this podcast episode. I think that's all. Um, oh, I should also just say, you know, the audio is imperfect. This was done in my home. I have a cat and a dog. Um, sometimes you'll hear their collar jangling or at one point um, my dog Sky was eating ice cubes. So, you know, this is um, my real life and I wish I had incredible audio skills to um, make it really smooth and clean, um, but I think my expertise and energy is better used um, just in offering the yoga. So I hope that you can uh, appreciate how it's being kept real and uh, still get a lot out of this practice. And the last thing that I'll mention is that um, this was a practice that was created um, around the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere. Um, so that for us, that is June 21st, and it's the seasonal shift out of spring and into summer. And I talk about how the seasonal shift of going into summer is associated with the element of fire. And that 
is a theme um, for the clarifying practice that I weave throughout the whole practice. But I want you to know that if you are not in the season of summer, you can still do this practice. The elements are always within us and always around us. And when we're honing in on an element like the fire element, we can do this in any season and really study how um, its qualities and its uh, purposes are affecting us right now in our current season of life, in our current uh, season in terms of the nature that's around us. So don't be, um, don't feel like you have to stop listening to it if you're not in the season of summer. You can absolutely still get all of the clarifying benefits from this practice. I hope you enjoy this yoga sesh. Um, let me tell you about your yin practice. So we had a seasonal transition where we had the summer solstice, which in five element theory, which is kind of the body of knowledge that I follow and weave into yin yoga, we move into the season of summer at the summer solstice. So we move out of spring into summer and the element of summer is the element of fire. And fire has some different notable qualities to it. Uh, one of which is its um, power to gather humans together. Um, how natural and comforting it is for us to sit around the fire with one another and share stories or share food um, and in ceremonious ways oftentimes we give something to the fire. Uh, one of my favorite um, homework assignments that David White gave on a recent um, seminar that I took was we were supposed to consider what love letters we should burn. <laughs> And I think love letters that we should burn is both literal. I don't know about you, but I've definitely had some moments where I've wanted to burn love letters. Um, but also more metaphorical around that fire is a, a transformative element that can be harsh when fire rips through nature or when it um, takes down a home. It's highly destructive and oftentimes um, was not asked for. So it has this um, unapologetic destructive quality to it that can be quite jarring for us humans. But in the natural cycle of things, it tears down a landscape or it removes a structure and the remains, the ashes, become fertilizer for something else to emerge. And it might emerge really slowly um, and it might feel painful for a while, but the natural cycle is that something else comes forwards. And in that sense, the fire element is an element of alchemy. And I would like for us to just let that tone be with us of like, what is alchemizing in your system during this time? And how do you relate to and notice 
the element of fire in your life and not just its physical existence, but if you can explore flame and fire, I highly recommend it over the summer time. Um, but also just its qualities, right? What do those qualities um, teach us about being human and about being humans that are a part of the natural world? Let's begin. Uh, we are actually going to begin on our feet in one of the few standing poses and it's called dangling. You can also just think of it as a standing forward bend. And if you want a visual, Lior behind me um, will fold forwards and bend her knees so there's an easy release in her low back. Now, if your hamstrings are on the tight side, this is not relaxing for you in any way, shape, or form. And you might be better off propping your elbows onto your thighs. You literally rest your elbows on your thighs and drop your head. If you feel more access and your hands easily touch the ground, then you can bring your hands so that the back of your hands are resting on your yoga mat and that creates a little bit of a wrist release. And if anybody's in between those two options, make sure that you bend your knees and you could have your hands or elbows on yoga blocks if you have those around you. I'll set my timer now. You'll hear a bell and that will signify two minutes, the beginning of two minutes. And then you'll hear the bell at the end and that will be when we'll slowly change shape. find your generous breath here. And your breath is the through thread. No matter what comes up sensationally or emotionally, This forward bend is an inversion, a reorientation to gravity. And this is a powerful way to begin to clarify your system. So the theme of this practice is fire element, is alchemy, is clarification. Take a couple more deep breaths.
So with the sound of the bell, turn your toes out so your feet are a little wider than your hips. Begin to lower your hips so that you're coming into a squat. And a yin style squat may include support. So you can stack one, two blocks underneath your sitting bones so that you have something to rest on and relieve the pressure that might be on your knees or hips. And you can also use firm pillows if that's what you have around you. If you don't have the props and or you don't desire the props, that's fine. Just know that if you feel a little too much compression and um, kind of heaviness in the joints, you can simply push the four corners of your feet down to create a little bit of muscular activation, but not too much. We want to still feel the yin quality of descending the body down with gravity. So make your way into a deep squat if you haven't. Frog squat, malasana is another name for it. And your choice of elbows on your thighs or elbows inside of your inner knees. But you do not need to push your body deeper. And starting our two minutes now. to illuminate our sequence a little bit for you. Um, for me, the word that is really powerful in my own body right now is the word clarification. And I was, um, you know, geeking out, explaining to Lior how clarification relates to the element of fire, because if we think about, um, if you've ever made ghee at home, or you create, you make clarified butter, what you do is you heat up the butter, and it separates the elements of the butter, and you scrape off the top when you're making ghee, and that gets set aside, and then what remains after it cools and solidifies is what's called ghee, um, and it's said to be more healthy for us. And what fascinates me about this process is that it is a form of alchemy. It's taking heat to a system or to a you know, molecular composition to disassemble it and to clarify what may be the impure or less useful parts. And then we take in something that is highly nourishing and clean or clarified. Take one more deep breath here.
Be gentle with yourself. Where we are meeting is constructive rest laying on the back. And once you come into constructive rest, we're moving into our next yin pose, which is one of the versions of a supine twist. But I'm going to be specific about it. It's going to be a knee stacked twist. So you can actually bring your knees and feet together from constructive rest and open up your arms. And then give your hips a little scooch and lift and bump to the left and drop your knees to the right. You're going to get onto the side of your right hip, but here's the specific part. I want your knees to be sloped down from your hips. Yeah, exactly. So that the knees are below your hip line. And you can add props for support. If you feel anything a little wonky or a little bit um, off, like in your low back or, or a strain quality, try putting a pillow between your knees and ankles or underneath your knees if they're not quite touching the ground. And of course, if a shoulder is popping up, like your um, left shoulder is lifting a lot, you can pat underneath it or just lower your arm until your arm is relaxed. You'll turn your head to the left, so knees to the right and head to the left. The timer will hold me at two minutes from here. So I promised to illuminate this reasoning behind the sequence, but I wanted to talk about that, um, that image and that uh, process of clarification uh, for butter and for you. Uh, so when I think about what would it be like to clarify my own system and what does that mean in terms of yin yoga, I had a few ideas and interpretations that pushed me to work with just a couple of organs. Like I thought, well, clarification is detox, so we should work with our liver and our gallbladder. And then I thought, no, 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 we're working with the element of fire, and fire is associated with the heart and the small intestine, so we should work with that. And then my logical mind stepped out of the way and what I actually desired and was drawn to was to clear and clean every channel of the body through the practice. So rather than having one focus, tonight's practice is a full body clarification. Each of the poses I have chosen is designed to clean and clear one of your meridian lines. Take one more deep breath on this side. 
Make sure that you're breathing as you start to unwind this twist, bringing knees and head back to center. And give your hips a scooch on center. You can pause and constructive rest for a moment. And you will need to lift and shift your hips to the right to drop your knees to the left. Try to get onto the side of your left hip. And you can always put the pillow under your knees or between your knees and ankles. Open out the arms, turn your head to the right. Just let your body sink down into the ground. And trust these shapes and gravity to do the process of working with and opening the energetic channels of your body. So I will talk about um, why I chose each pose, but before I do that, I just want to give you the disclaimer that these yoga postures always work with many parts of your body and therefore are working with more than one organ, more than one meridian line within you, but I just got a little bit um, geeky and thought about, well, what what does this pose re like do a really good job of stimulating? So the twist that we're in with the knees sloped down below the hips is a posture for the organ pair of your gallbladder and your liver. The gallbladder meridian line runs across the side of your waist, the side of your hip, and your IT band. Maybe you can feel that getting a little bit pulled open across your right side. And of course, the twist in your abdomen does compressions and openings on the internal organs. your next breath, you'll start to bring your body back to constructive rest. 
or if you prefer knees to chest is a nice place to pause or legs down your mat, Shavasana style. deeper breathing to encourage a flow of energy inside of you. Now let's just do a little bit of an exercise of, of going backwards and um, I always think of stencils for some reason when I do this but you might get a different visual. When your body was in the standing forward fold, we were working with the urinary bladder meridian line across the backs of the legs and across the back of your torso, like parallel lines next to your spine. In the squat, Malasana squat, when we drop our hips that low, we start to stretch the groin and inner thighs, which helps us stimulate the kidneys, which is the partner organ to the bladder. And then as you know now, the twists work with your gallbladder meridian line along the outer waist and hip. And we'll move on with more specially chosen poses. This next one will be for your liver. It's good for a lot of things, but we'll focus on our liver today. Reach your arms overhead, take a full body stretch. And then you can bend your knees and turn off to one side. Use your hands against the ground, come up to a seat. This next one is half butterfly. So we'll send the left leg straight and bend the right knee. Put the sole of the right foot against the inner left thigh. If you feel slouchy and tucked under because you have tight hamstrings, then sit up on a pillow or a yoga block. Also, if your right leg, the butterfly leg, the knee pops up really high, put padding underneath it, whether it's a rolled up blanket or a pillow, whatever you have. Okay, last but not least, if your hamstrings are on the tight side, you might wanna put something underneath your left knee. Again, pillow blanket block so that your left knee is bent, putting some slack on your hamstring. Now you're ready to go to a forward fold. And some people just stack a bunch of things and plop their head down because they don't kind of lay flat and forward. So they're just where they're at and they drop their head. And other people fold pillows into their belly and kind of round over those props. And other people might do like a, a bridge, you know, put their elbows on a bolster or, you know, hands on the ground, elbows straight, but letting the head go is another propped position. So be experimental and curious, try a few different things, and you're going to be here for two minutes on this side from this point forwards.
tune back into the through thread of your breath. just a couple more deep breaths and maybe you can surrender because you know that things will change shortly Move slowly and hang your head. That should be the last part that you lift. And slowly come up through your torso, stacking your vertebra. Then your head lifts. You can take a deep breath in. Open mouth, exhale. If you need a little more time to pause, take it. And when you are ready to, carefully unfold your right leg. change sides. So now it's your right leg that is the straighter leg. Bend your left knee, place the sole of your left foot against your inner right thigh. Your left leg is your butterfly leg. And reminders that if you feel tucked under and slouching, almost like your shoulders are leaning back instead of forwards, sit up on a pillow or a block. Put something under your left knee if you need more slack in your hamstring, or excuse me, your right knee. That's your straight leg. Yeah, and then all the pillows and all of the things to support you as you drop your head. Relax your hands and let your arms hang down from your chest.
stretching or opening sensation. Moving from the groin down the inner thighs. Maybe some of you even feel your knees, inner knees. Your liver meridian line lives in your inner legs, and that includes the inner thigh and groin space. And then as an added bonus, we work with the outer hip in our butterfly leg, which helps work with the gallbladder simultaneously as the liver. coming into our last few breaths. Just see if you can let go a little bit more. time, hang your head, begin to unfold the spine, and a big breath when your head lifts, open mouth, exhale, and we'll remove the props and unfold the left leg. Up next is saddle pose. So just a heads up, saddle pose does require that you have most of the um, movement in your knee. You're able to close your knee all the way, if not, you know, maybe close to that. So if you know that you have scar tissue in your knees or you're dealing with a current knee injury, a better alternative or a better option is supported bridge pose. And you know that one, lay on your back, lift your hips, put a block underneath or a pillow underneath your hips and then rest your hips. Um, we'll do saddle pose. Um, I'll get a little more detailed with those instructions if you're sticking with that one. So for saddle pose, you'll come into a kneeling position and sit back on your heels. Bring your big toes to touch and your knees apart. Now you do probably need to get somewhat fancy with your props in this one. Let's say it's a minor knee thing. You can put a pillow between your seat and your heels and that should give you a little bit of relief and lift out of your knees. And then if you need a lot more than that, you may just need to lay on your back and do supported bridge. If you're moving forwards with saddle, you can create something to catch you as you lean back. So a bolster ramp, if you have all of the yoga things, you could have a low block and a high block and a bolster so that you have literally a, a, a ramp to lay your chest on. If you don't have the pillow or the bolster but you do have two blocks, you can have a block under your heart and a block under your head, whatever height feels best for you. 
Um, maybe you just have a pillow and you're more open in the shape. Put the pillow across your mat. Carefully walk back from your hands to your elbows and rest your shoulders on that pillow. And there's occasionally people who are um, born in this pose and just lay flat down <laughs> um, on the ground. But you know this is yin, you know you're going to be here for several minutes. So please make a smart choice, a sustainable choice. I'll get your timer going now. So we have progressed into opening and clearing the stomach meridian line. The stomach meridian line, and this is a simplified map as have all of the maps been so far that I've given you, runs from the outer corners of your nose, downwards, so down through the throat, internally into the stomach, into the partner organ of the spleen, and then it re-emerges superficial or on the surface of your skin, on the abdomen, kind of like parallel lines next to your belly button and downwards. And then it moves across the front of your hips where you would crease your hip if you lifted your knee, across the tops of your thighs, over the knees and down your shins, the tops of your ankles, and down into your second toe on both feet. And we can feel a lot of this stomach meridian line being pulled or lengthened. And the beauty of what's happening in your ankles is that it's acupressure on the ankle and a pulling of length as well. Take your last deep breath. And if you are ready to come out, you need to be firm when you bring your hands against the ground and really push down to bring your chest up. Your choice of child's pose or anahatasana, which is more that puppy dog playful position if you need to get the knees open. 
So either child's pose or anahatasana, just to bring the back of your spine into a different position. We'll just take a couple of breaths here. deep breath. And if you're in child's pose or anahatasana, you can go through a tabletop to then change and come onto your seat and we'll go into dragonfly pose, which is the straddle pose, taking the legs nice and wide. And straddle is fantastic for inner thigh length, but it also definitely works with your hamstrings. So if your hamstrings are on the tight side, sit up on a pillow and put something under your knees so your knees are bent. Once you have that foundation set. You might be at peace just sitting upright with your hands behind you or on top of your legs and keeping your spine long, your crown lifted. For a lot of us, we start there and maybe we stay there the whole time. If you're seeking more sensation, at any point you can fold forwards. And that might be literally just your palms on the ground, your elbows straight dropping your head and gaze. Or it might be more elaborate with your props, making a bolster ramp or bridge to lay on. Now as we work with the inner legs, there are actually several meridians very close together. I've already mentioned your kidneys, kidney meridian line, I should say, across the inner thighs that we already targeted. And we already targeted your liver meridian line on your inner legs. And now we're doing one more inner thigh stretch to make sure our spleen gets plenty of love, which spleen is partner organ to stomach. Going into our two minutes. Drop your belly forwards and downwards. Your relaxed belly gets bigger as you inhale. And you're natural and relaxed as you exhale. The abdomen pulls back a little bit. And it drops 
and opens as you inhale. our bell. If you are leaned pretty far forward, you can make your way up from that part. Big breath in and let it out. Help your legs. So we'll do one leg at a time. Put your hands under one knee, pull up so that the leg folds in. Do the same on the other side. And then walk your knees together, drop your forehead down onto your knees and round your back for a few breaths. Pick your head up and we're going to lay down and what we're doing is actually work with our hands and shoulders. Um, so you can either have a pillow under your knees like a Shavasana position or pillow under your knees butterfly legs. Either one, whichever one is kind of feeling more natural in this moment. And once we lay down, you will take your hands underneath your bum, palms down. So both hands underneath your bum. And I want you to find the position where you feel the most weight or the most pressure on your index knuckle and thumb knuckle. And then that kind of muscle and skin that's between those digits of yours. So we are putting a lot of pressure on the thumb, the index finger, and that muscular space between the two. And let your body be heavy and feel how your body weight is creating compression on the tissues of your hands and beautifully, both compression and opening, a pressing and a widening 
like a flattening of a pancake that stretches the tissues in your hand. You'll hear our bell beginning two minutes. So this is our pose to focus on our lungs and the lung meridian line is in your thumbs and across the soft more pale side of your arm and from there into the shoulders and the chest. The partner organ for the lungs is the large intestine, and um, that one's meridian line is in your index fingers, and there's a nice um, meeting point between these meridians and partners in that um, valley and muscular area between the two knuckles of those fingers. Please carefully remove your hands from underneath you and just rest the back of your hands on the ground, palms open to the sky. Reveling in how extraordinary it is to be alive and have sensations like these. day I'd recommend you literally just lay here until you can no longer track sensation in your hand that reverberation has has played its entire life um, but today we're going to continue on to keep cleaning and clearing more channels in the body take a stretch reach your arms overhead And please 
Bend your knees, turn to another side, the, the opposite side as last time. Push your hands against the ground, please come up. And we are now going into child's pose with one arm threaded under. Let's all thread our right arm under first. So big toes touch, knees wide, child's pose. Before you rest your head, bring your right arm under you, which means it's gonna slide your hand over to the left and you can turn your head to the left as well. And then you get heavy Feel your shoulders dropping towards the ground and sensation of stretching or opening deep in the shoulder joint as well as down the outer seam of your arm. getting um, into multiple meridian lines that are in the hands and shoulders and we're working with the meridian line of the large intestine the partner to the lungs maybe you can feel kind of a, a zip or a, a channel that's kind of got some movement across it from your index finger across the outer more bony um, tan side of your arm up into the shoulder. If you feel any of those lines of stretch or sensation, that could be in the vicinity of your large intestine meridian. And then what's beautiful, um, you know, with our upper body work is that a lot of the time when we're working with lungs and large intestine, we can't help but work with heart and small intestine who also have their channels in the arms, hands, and chest. You should include your shoulders in that whole matrix. Shoulder work, shoulder mobility, um, helps improve the clarity and cleanness of all of these meridians. We begin to unwind, right arm. You can reach the palm forward and drop your head down on the mat for a moment. And now we'll thread left arm under and turn your head to the right. 
Yeah, if your knees are getting giving you some feedback, like, yeah, I've been here a while, this isn't awesome, put a pillow between your hips and your heels. to create a visualization of your body being constructed or made of tens of thousands of pieces of thread. And as you get this image, it might be fun to add color to all of those threads. And recognize that each and every one of these threads on its own is quite thin and maybe even insignificant but together with tens of thousands of other threads they form dimension structure strength um, and design And what we're doing in this practice is we are attending to as many threads as we can because we want to gently pull on a lot of the threads so that they don't get clumped with other threads like they don't get kind of stuck and just you know moving as a clump but each thread can glide and stretch and open and we want to make sure that we don't always pull on the same thread because if we always pull on the same thread that thread will be over pulled on it will be overused and it will start to fray so that's why we attend to a lot of different angles and shapes in the body Take your left arm out and bow at center for a moment. If your knees need more relief, the same Anahatasana or puppy dog shape is available for this moment of pause. slowly pick your head up and we are going to set up our final restorative shape that works with the heart meridian lines across the chest and inner arms and across the throat and the chest down into the upper um, abdomen solar plexus area so this is called supported fish pose and there are gradients of support that change how much intensity and opening there is. So first, um, Lior will show you a mild version, and all you need for that one is a pillow or a yoga bolster. So for that one, 
Lyra will put the bolster across the mat and then she'll lay her chest on the bolster, take her arms out wide and you know her armpit edge and her arms will kind of touch that line of the bolster but rest on the ground and because her chest is lifted her head has to lean back to rest on the ground which creates more throat and heart opening. So that's a great one and it's a more mild one. The other option is to use yoga blocks to target and kind of, you know, really push into the heart. And the yoga blocks have different heights. So some people would just do the lowest yoga blocks under the heart, the back of the heart and the head, and that would feel like plenty. But other people might make their heart block higher, like put the heart block on medium or high and their head block slightly lower so that the throat space opens. You can play with that and pick which intensity you want to work with and just make sure the arms end up out to the side, the back of your hands resting on the ground, your palms open to the sky. And your legs are in a relaxed position. If there's any discomfort in the low back, try constructive rest legs or a bolster underneath your knees. As you lay open here, Can you feel within you what has been clarified? And honoring the natural essential steps of clarification. The essential piece of destruction or death, change, transition. The alchemy that helps us separate what we're going to keep or what we really truly need to move forwards. And then the more complete um, stage of clarity.
welcome to stay resting. If you'd like to close the practice with me, begin by deepening your breathing. Having a flicker of movement. A little more movement. You can take a stretch. And then bend your knees so that you can carefully roll to the side and off of your yoga blocks or onto the side of your pillow. You're more than welcome to stay right here. If you'd like to join me in a seated position, you can find your way there. And once in a seat, your choice of hands resting on your legs or palms folded in front of your heart. Hope you feel more clarified in your physical body and that that leads to more mental clarity, healthy emotional flow, and a stronger connection to your spirit. And close this practice by bowing to each other.